And we're live. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Yo. Hey, happy right. episode 700. Oh, Woo. wow. Really? <laughs> yep. Woo. I was holding off saying that before the show because I, I knew neither of you probably remembered. I just well, know I didn't even open the damn podcast doc, so I'm batting okay. a thousand today. Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure if you if you if you had seen the doc, but yes, episode 700. Apparently, good for us. We did it. It's pretty wild. We did it. We were also so many episodes. We talked about this real briefly last week, but I think we passed another like another anniversary. It's sometime in January, right, John? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I just couldn't remember the exact date. I could, I could look it up, but I also like whatever. But and that it, we did technically pass another anniversary, so that's cool too. Yay! Um, John's camera's broken, so that's why. He, what, yeah, sorry guys, I haven't even been using my camera on stream lately because all my drivers are all messed up. So my freaking stream decks busted. My camera stopped working. They're all Elgato products right now, so I think there's just some dr- messed up driver for Elgato at the moment. But um, this is the first time I talked to you since before my trip. Um, you went to Magfest, Oh, God, right? it's, it's been like a month, I just realized. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you went to Magfest, right? I did. Yeah, tell us about Magfest. Magfest, the music and game festival. We've been going there since, like, 2011, I think, for the most part. We've missed a couple missed a couple shows here and there, but, like, it's always a good time. Like, we've got some friends there that play concerts. We did Throne Controllers. That went over really good. Shopping there is always decent. Picked up a couple of games. All right, what'd you what'd you grab? Uh, you know, I hoped we were gonna call that because I actually don't remember what I bought. Uh, <laughs> I oops, one sec. I luckily still have it all here in a bag because I literally have not unpacked it yet, despite the fact that the convention was like three weeks ago now, maybe. Okay. Because I have my life <laughs> together. Um, I mostly bought boxed NES games, ones I didn't have already. Like uh, the Goonies two, and Wario's oh, okay. Woods, and I can't even see what this says. Oh, Tetris. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah. So I picked up like a bunch of box games I didn't have. But like, a, a viewer gave me a UDraw tablet, like hmm. the okay. the THQ UDraw yeah. tablet, where you plug in like a Wiimote to it, and then you can draw and play drawing games on it. Okay. So like, did, they were just trying to get rid of some garbage in their house and they were no, like, no, they were just this. like, they were like, John, I heard you getting into drawing. So you should, you oh, should okay. definitely get this. You draw tablet. I'm not actually getting into drawing. They were making a oh. joke, but they were like, okay. here's, here's a, you draw tablet. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. Oh, you should quickly, you should download that like DS drawing thing, which I don't even remember the name of but. Oh, the colors. 3d. Is that the one that, you know, there's probably actually a hundred or, or do you mean flip games? I don't remember what's there. Was, wasn't there like a sketching one. I think that's Flipnote, the one that you could just like do little animations. I'm gonna see what happens if I start drawing game. Uh, Art Academy is, I think, I think that's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. I have Pokemon mm. Art Academy, and maybe the original Art Academy. There's I forget. A, there's a Pokemon one. Yeah, it's a 3DS game. Okay, that's, it's all that's about, it's all about teaching how to draw and to draw Pokemon. I don't think I've ever. That's seen what started this, this whole mess in the first place, because because that came up on Cookie, and people were starting to compliment my drawing. And they're like, "Oh, you should oh. get into drawing." What Pokemon did you draw? Was it a Pikachu? Uh, I drew Oshawott and I drew Togepi. Okay. Nice. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think of what the funniest thing was I got. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not mentioning that. Um, <laughs> what? 
Okay. But it's funnier I got, when you draw a tablet. Uh, more messed up because like there's a bunch of stream jokes going on right now in my community. Okay. Someone gave me a carton of milk, but it's called Jilk, J-I-L-K, and uh, that's they literally made a carton, and on the side of it says, have you seen this man's dignity? It's just a picture of me. Okay, so there's no actual <laughs> milk in there. There's no actual milk in there, no. Okay, it's just an empty carton, painted, yeah. painted to say <laughs> Jilk. Say, there's no scenario where you drink that. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No. Dude, no, I don't. I don't take food from from viewers. Like that's no, just that's like good. A, yeah, that's a no. That makes sense. Unless I absolutely trust that viewer. Or at maybe, that point, they're probably just starving. not just a viewer; they're actually a friend. Yeah. Oh, and uh, a bunch of people from my uh, from my community came together and got me a dream journal because uh, <laughs> a recur- reoccurring segment on my streams now is reading back my dreams because my dreams become really vivid over the last five or six months. So they got together and gave me like a little cherry blossom uh, dream journal and a bunch of them wrote like nice kind messages in the back of it or or threatening messages in the case of like one of my friends who wrote you've been warned. Uh, But yeah, it was was a super cute thing. The Nintendo DS hit classic My Secret Diary. Oh shit, you're right. I do have that, but I don't have the passcode for whoever the previous owner was so I can never use it. What? Yeah. (laughs) I got it used from the game store and I can't, I don't know the passcode, so I can't open it, which means it just, it, the game turns itself off. That's, okay. It's hilarious. That seems like something they shouldn't be allowed to sell then. You, can, you can't even wipe it? I don't know if you can wipe it. I haven't looked around to see if there's like a wipe <clears throat> code for it, but it's just really be. funny that that's what happened. That is funny for sure. We tried playing it on stream and that exact scenario happened and it was just hilarious. Yeah. Well, it's 10 bucks on Amazon in America, I guess. Mm, that's too much. I don't know. For a diary, that's about, the, that's about the price of an actual diary nowadays. Okay, I guess. Sure. I don't know. A nice one. Nice one. <clears throat> With a lock and everything on it. Yeah, there you go. A little trapper keeper. Did you do, were you like doing your show at MAGFest or anything? Yeah, we did throw in controllers. We had a really good time. That was a, that was such a good show. Um, the recording of that's probably going to go up. When are they going to give us that footage? Um, probably, yeah, three or four weeks from now. That should be going up. Maybe a little bit sooner. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, it was a really fun show. Uh, our, <coughs> I know that our friend Jack and Jules, their concert they did. They had a main stage concert. That went up last week. So you can watch that now too. So, okay, but what was the worst thing that happened at Magfest? The people want to. I know. can't say that out loud. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair enough. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Mostly, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, no, it was mostly a good time. Paul, you got a haircut. I, nice. Yes, sir. Looking sharp. Okay, thank you. I also, I also <laughs> can't tell if it's the lighting, but it looks like there's a little bit of gray. There's a lot of gray. Oh, man. I didn't mean to put you on blast. No, Maybe that's a little fine. Bit. I don't care. doesn't bug me. Okay. okay. I'm getting old. I'm not there yet. You know what? That's not true. I get a little bit of gray in my beard, but that's the only... There's like mm. maybe three hairs. Nothing on the top of the head yet so far. Not yet. <clears throat> not yet. Must must be nice. You, yeah. are, you, are you rocking some gray, John? 
Yeah, I mean, I've had, well, I mean, I've had grays like on and off for a while, but my hair is so light, it doesn't usually show up. Mm. Yeah, so that, maybe that's that my case. Cause, yeah, because I also have, you know, blondish hair, so. <clears throat> Give it time is all I'm saying. Yep, no, I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure. Yep. Yep. All right, well, with that out of the way, why don't we talk about some video games? Because uh, this is the Top Down Perspective for February 8th. This is the yeah. 700th Top Down Perspective, which is wild. Um, yeah. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. And uh, Paul, do you want to talk about Pal World? Uh, there's not much more to say. It's just getting that carrot on the stick every time. <laughs> just that carrot changes. I, I guess, like, I'm back to just doing solo stuff primarily. Uh, I'm not hanging out with uh people in the multiplayer server anymore so mainly because i just kind of want to go through it at my own pace and read all the like the pokedex entries or like that game you want that hot lore yeah because that shit is hilarious to me those are great and also like i just like going around and catching you have like a multiplier that goes up when you catch up to 10 of the same pal so i've been liking going around and just catching a whole bunch of those to level up and then put them into the thing that's basically the gotcha mechanic of you squishing all of the pals together to like make one of them a little bit stronger and give them a star up essentially so i'm just taking my time doing a bunch of that bullshit it's been fun though it's been a good time if you had to make like your game of the year list right now is it number one um, right now, like, I don't know. Momodora was really good too, but like in a different way. So like it, yeah, maybe because I haven't played a whole lot that came out this year currently, okay. honestly. Okay. I jumped into foam stars a little bit and like, that's oh. fun, but I don't think that's like necessarily worth talking about because no it takes too long to find games i'm like there's oh, really? like a minute and a half to two minutes of downtime in between every match and it's driving me crazy that's but, weird because it's a playstation yeah. plus title so they're getting as many people in there that they can it's because they did this smart thing of releasing the final fantasy 7 demo same company by the way on the literal same day they released that so they're really oh giving my it god a good i didn't push. even think of that that's true oh. okay yeah same company <laughs> and they yeah, they're really nice. trying to kill foam stars already <laughs> they're already trying. i liked what i played back at summer game fest i thought it was fun it's fun yeah no it's super fun i've spent a few hours in it i think i'm like season pass level 11 or 12 or something i've put in a few hours Did uh, you buy the season pass the or do you like get a, like a free one a free one and then you can buy a premium upgrade if you want to which i haven't done yet because okay that season pass is eight dollars for the premium upgrade and i don't necessarily think it's worth it i don't think the stuff they give you looks interesting at all is that eight canadian uh maybe i it's probably regional pricing so what is that maybe like six, five or six american yeah, i was gonna say like 10 bucks is like across the board the standard so anything yeah. under that is the cheapest i've ever heard yeah no it it might be it's uh it's pretty cheap i don't necessarily think what they give you looks interesting to me i guess they give you like a character to play but i don't know i don't really care the ones that they give you are fun enough i guess for anybody who doesn't know what foam stars is think like 
Splatoon with maybe a better deathmatch modes. Like I like the deathmatch modes more because I don't like deathmatch in Splatoon, but like a worse PVE mode because Salmon Run is the goat and their PVE mode in this is kind of bad. But, yeah, but and but also like yeah. the one differentiator is like the the paint equivalent here can be like it's volumetric, so you can like build walls yeah. with it as opposed to just yes. color the floor. And it's more Overwatchy in that each character has different perks and different yeah. skills and alts and stuff like that as well. So there, there is differential stuff, but like it's going to be compared to Splatoon all the time, oh, probably sure. unfairly. Yeah. But absolutely, yeah. No, Foam Stars is fun. Uh, randos in that game are driving me nuts because nobody ever saves you, and like if you're not saving your teammates, you're probably going to lose. Like, don't be an idiot. <laughs> fucking save your teammates if they're in trouble but yeah no it's it's been fun it's been a good time it's gonna be we're already saying this is the new bleeding edge where it's going to be really fun and we're gonna be really into it me and my buddy and then they're gonna stop supporting it in two months and we're gonna be sad (laughs) like we can already feel that might happen so who knows we'll see nice all right john you've been playing anything you want to talk about so my my uh, gaming's been kind of all over the board lately. I haven't really been doing too much of it, and it's been so long I kind of forgot some of it. But the thing I have been doing this past week is my moderator set up uh, an archipelago. Now, I don't know if I brought these up in the past or not, but uh, there's a, so. a, sec- a section of like 50-ish games where you can literally like set them together so that there are pieces of other people's games in your own. So when you collect, like, say, an item in Super Metroid, it might be an item for Sonic Adventure 2 or right. Hollow Knight or whatever. You have talked so, about these before. Yeah. Yeah, I remember So we've, we've got a casual one running right now where a bunch of us are just, like, at our own leisure playing whatever. I've got three games I'm doing right now, which is uh, Super Metroid, Zelda 3 Combo Randomizer, Super Mario World Randomizer, and Donkey Kong Country 3 Randomizer. We've also had a couple okay. people in our group doing Hollow Knight, Factorio, um, Mega Man Battle Network 3. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the games. Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. There's just like the variety is just nuts for all the games that are in there. So we've been Wait, just doing so you that like, casually. You like unlock an item and then you switch games because now you can progress in that game? So, yeah, so other people are playing the other games. So, like, basically, if I'm playing Donkey Kong Country 3 and I find, like, an item, like, let's say I found a key card that uh, you can use in Kingdom Hearts to get to the next boss, someone else who's playing Kingdom Hearts will make progress. But then if they can't make any more progress, they're stuck. They have to wait for someone else to unlock an item for them. Okay, so they'll switch over to a different game, hopefully helping someone else out. Yeah. Okay. It's really neat how it works. It, it, It works surprisingly well, too. If it's all like cool. I item based, does that mean it they, they all have to be like Metroidvanias? Not necessarily. So like no two of the games I'm playing are platformers, so like Donkey Kong Country 3 and Super Mario World. So those are set that once you clear a stage, it does an item check. But as a result, those games also have weird things that you lose that you wouldn't expect. Like Super Mario World's big thing is that they took away every ability you have. Like they take away the ability to climb vines, the ability to throw items, the ability to run, the ability to use mushrooms, like all the switch palaces and stuff like that. Uh, You have to unlock those features or other people have to unlock them for you. So. Cool. It's been fun to do like something just nice and casual, but like that's basically all I've been doing gaming wise in my spare time. Nice. Right on. 
okay, on my side, I finally jumped into God of War Ragnarok's Valhalla DLC. This was like announced and released during the Game Awards. Yep. It's free. It's a roguelike. It's incredible. And if you're interested in the God of War games, I, I believe it is mandatory. You need to play this if you care about those stories. Um, sure. There is so much lore and stuff put in this and character development and character interactions that like I was shocked this thing was free. I would have easily paid like 10, 15 bucks for this thing. I can't believe it's free. And I just cannot believe how much story and and narrative they put into this with like kind of no little fanfare. Like I, I was under the impression it was just kind of like a combat arena thing, but I was hearing mm-hmm. people talk it up a bit. <clears throat> and I was just blown away. Like they bring back characters from the first trilogy for Kratos to interact with. And it's all about him, like coming to terms with what he did in the past and stuff like that. And the, the new characters are interacting with the old ones. Cause, cause he's like basically a new person. It's awesome. I can't recommend it enough. And if you are playing the God of War, the new God of War games and you care about where it's going to go, you know, there's probably going to be God of War three, you you need to play this. This is now just like God of War 2.5, whatever. Like this is mandatory. If you're not, if you skip this, you're doing yourself a disservice. Uh, so I really liked that. I think I probably finished it. I put it on easy mode because while it is a lot of narrative, it is still a roguelike and very combat heavy. And I had just like forgotten yeah. the the combat for the most part. So I just set it to the easy difficulty to get to get through it. And, and that helped. I think by the end of it, like I was getting like pretty good. I could have put it up, but I was in it way more for the narrative. So I, I really I got plenty out of that. doing that. And I think it took me maybe four hours or so. OK, cool. Um, I also played through the Final Fantasy seven rebirth demo uh, that dropped. There was a state of play. There multiple state of play. No, the slate of play was last week, and then there was a Final Fantasy specific one this week. Um, yeah, which I didn't actually watch the Final Fantasy one because I was like, I'm just gonna wait for the game. Like, I don't need to yeah. see anything about it. <clears throat> so same, totally. Yeah, I played the demo though because I believe it transfers progress over. It's the um, oh, what's the town? Nibelheim, Niflheim, Nibelheim, Niflheim. Nibelheim. So yeah. it's that section of the game, but the way they word mm-hmm. it, usually they'll just say like progress carries over. The w- the way they worded it for this demo was you can skip that section. So what what makes me think huh? is Nibelheim <laughs> is not the beginning of the game. You'll get Here's to it thing. after. A- oh, if it plays <clears throat> directly off of where the previous game ended, then yeah, that area is pretty far on from where like the yeah. first game ended. Yeah, so I'm, most of the time I feel like with these kinds of demos, they give you like the first couple hours of the game and then you can continue from there. But yeah, I think the way it's going to work yeah. is I'm going to play some Rebirth and then a couple hours in, it's going to be like, oh, you already played the demo. You can skip the next two hours of this game, which is just kind of weird. But that's wild. That is weird. <clears throat> I think that's what's yeah. going to happen. And that's fine with me. Like, I just wanted to play. I'm excited for that game. So I wanted to play some of it ahead of time. And that's what I did. I broke out the the portal for it. You know, it's still a weird oh, device, yeah. but yeah. there is still something nice. Like it works great when I'm in bed. So like, why not? Um, sure. So, you know, that game 
sounds great. I still don't think it looks as great as what I'm like expecting now from a PS5 game. Um, but it's fine. I'm mm, I'm I'm more excited fair. to kind of see every other part than Nibelheim because Nibelheim is just like gray and rocky and not exciting. Whereas in yeah. in remake, like I think the the best looking parts was that market town uh, with like where you get all the the dresses and the cross dressing part like that where they introduce a whole bunch of color and stuff. That was I think the best looking part of that game. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the full thing coming out. That comes out at the end of the month. Um, I'm glad there's a demo. Also, you get like a, you get a charm accessory if you played through the demo. Oh. So I'm gonna be able to equip that. I don't know what that does. I I, I <laughs> probably won't care, but I was more excited just to get some of that game finished because I'm excited for it. So <clears throat> cool. Yeah, that's all I've been playing. Let's do some news. Uh, okay, so the big thing this week was the xbox games rumor of them going multi-platform were you guys following any of this stuff from the weekend this seemed like a mess i just kind of waited for someone to like recap it all yeah well let's do that right now i mean it's still all rumored um and this kind of started a few weeks back as er there was rumors coming out that uh sea of thieves and hi-fi rush might be getting ported to the playstation and switch respectively Right. And I even saw people like, because there was a uh, an Xbox Direct or Developer Direct, whatever their live stream is called, a couple of weeks back being like, maybe they're going to announce that Sea of Thieves is gonna, and, you know, nothing showed up there. Um, but then over the weekend, it was just like one site after another popping up saying like, oh, well, I've heard um, that like the Master Chief collection, I've heard Starfield, I've heard Bethesda's upcoming Indiana Jones. Um so it is definitely hard to tell like what's real and what's not. It seems like Starfield is a pretty plausible one. I don't know about the Master Chief collection. Hmm. But the long and short of it is, is it seems like Microsoft is ve- very much looking into uh, pu- putting out some of their first party games on the PS5. Cool. <clears throat> Phil Spencer went as far as to tweet out, we're listening and we hear you. We've been planning a business update event for next week, which it will be as of this recording next week, uh, where mm-hmm. we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Stay tuned. Uh, and yeah, then I saw a bunch of we'll like see. really cringy posts from like Xbox fanboys being like, you've betrayed us. This is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And classic. Was, oh, God, it was so cringy. I can't I can't believe being that upset about this but anyway what what are your guys' thoughts that if xbox starts you know kind of goes a bit of the way of sega and puts their games out on playstation that's smart mark should be doing that yeah Yeah. what do you think john yeah i mean here's the thing like xbox has been losing ground anyways but i feel like they're not even like what's the last major release they kind of pushed out starfield right and that kind of went Starfield, over like, uh i think technically in. maybe forza motorsport but starfield was like oh, right. a huge game that's definitely the yeah. biggest yeah and that felt like it kind of went over like a lead balloon so i don't know they haven't like they're either like sitting on something gigantic or they're just like this is like the perfect time because like they've they've kind of struggled to be profitable for the last few years from what i've heard 
in well, some a, aspects. There I know, was like, a report near the end of last year where it seemed, I think what the, I don't have the numbers in front of me, um, but it was, I think they were profitable in like every category except hardware was down a bit. Um, yeah. But more importantly, there was another report that came out um, right at the end of last year where it was revealed that Sony outsold Xbox like three to one. Ooh. Like just in terms of hardware sales, they destroyed Xbox. Um, <clears throat> and I, I think that's kind of the, the, the big crux of it is I think Microsoft is looking at this and being like, there's no way we're, we're coming back and going to beat Sony. So right. with, with what we have putting out our games on that PlayStation will just, will literally give us access to three times as many gamers. Yeah. Yep. True. And then, you know, we've had rumors of a, like, you know, Game Pass on Switch forever. So maybe some of those pop up again, you know, pie in the sky, maybe Game Pass on PlayStation. Who knows if Sony would even allow that. But like at this point, why not? I don't know if I could yeah. see like like Halo showing up on PlayStation, though. Like for some oh, reason, that, that just wild. Yeah, it just seems like one step too far. I could see some of the other like. Almost anything from a studio they purchased, I could see showing up and I, I feel like comfortable with that. But the minute it's mm -hmm. like, like historic, like, like Halo, even Gears is a little odd to me. Yeah. Coming on PlayStation 5, like it just seems like there's no way, right? <clears throat> yeah. Um, it would be the equivalent of Mario, a Mario game getting released on other platforms. That's not yeah. just mobile. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yep. I mean, like even Sony puts out their games on PlayStation on a PC now. Obviously, Microsoft does that. Um, and there's no word on like whether this would be like day and date or like a year later, because, you know, we've seen plenty of stuff where it's like. It, it's it's uh, like, well, what's an ex good example of the. Um, oh, what was the. What's the like where you're like the magic user in to to Ghostwire Tokyo that came out a year later? Same oh. with Deathloop that came out a year later on Xbox and both of those like that. So maybe there's some kind of timed thing so that Microsoft can still get like a big chunk up front and then they can get this secondary push. Like who knows? I guess we're going to find out next week. Yeah. Um, it is still weird. I, I want to pick your guys' brains. Where do you think this points towards another xbox console like do you think they go like the full sega route i think oh. they got one last one in them and but then that's it and even then i feel like that's 50 50 like i could see Paul? them doing like oh. a cloud mini system or something like that something i could see that like, too yeah I think yeah. that's like their their last possible step at this point but i think they're otherwise because were they even already talking about not doing physical games anymore I don't remember them specifically saying that but i know just in or was general, that just part of the rumor i i i i don't think that was tied to this i know just kind of in, in general industry we are seeing a lot of developers do less like i don't think alan wake 2 had a physical version at all and there was another Correct. major game that either just came out or or is about to come out that said no we're not doing a physical version of that either but i'm blanking on it right now so but i mean maybe xbox said something like that i easily could have missed it but nothing's coming to mind for me right now <clears throat> they just make like a steam link for game pass essentially or something but yeah. not like another x like not another keystone i, I think that's their their release. best stance at this point well they were working on something like that and they had to shelve it 
because they couldn't get the price yeah. low enough and then they kind of put their prior they prioritized um that team on the samsung gaming hub that's just directly into tvs yeah. i mean they could go back to that i think you're right that like we do get another console generation of xbox and then it becomes more of a question after we see kind of how that goes i do think there is value in the xbox name on a on a console i mean as somebody who doesn't primarily console game i don't care honestly but like there's value in them being competitive and if that's the way they can be competitive then like i want that because i don't want sony to just feel like they can do fucking whatever they want even though they have already been doing whatever they want yeah i think that's a great point because like we've seen sony in this leadership position for the last you know handful of years and they are absolutely taking advantage of that in every way they can um whereas microsoft has to kind of play like you know the friend card the whole time because they're losing so much um but that that means we end up winning a lot you know if if, yeah. if you play on xbox game, uh, consoles and whatnot so as someone who primarily plays xbox my whole digital my main digital library is on xbox so losing that would be a bummer yeah but i'm sure mean, yeah i I, I'm, I don't have any kind of like stake in the ground where i'm like there's like i i have both i have two ps5s <laughs> You know, like that's I'm going to I'm going to get every console no matter what. So it's not a big deal to me. Um, And I'm definitely not going to act like some of these Xbox fanboys where they're like, you betrayed everyone, Phil. That's the end of it. I'm throwing my controller out the window. Yeah. Xbox Nation. I don't know. I'm sure we'll talk about this next week after Phil Spencer's announcement. I'm so curious because this is pretty unprecedented. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, all right. And a bummer news. We got a report that, uh, toys for Bob is closing down. I thought, really so this sucks. got discussed with me. Apparently like this is not a hundred percent true. Apparently they're just shutting down their physical office, but they're still working from home. I had a bunch of people last night said that this is different. Yeah. Okay. The building is closing down, not the studio. Well, that's great. I mean, I hope that's the case. Cause I feel like toys for Bob has been on like, a hot streak lately with the games they're putting out. Um, you know, we did just get those, that huge Xbox uh, layoffs, the 1900. And I don't think it was really revealed where those 19 came from. So, uh, you know, part of me is worried, like how much did of toys for Bob did we lose? And maybe that's tied to this in some kind of way, but yeah, if it is just a, a, the, like a physical location closing down, that's great. Yeah. I don't, it seems to be like the response to be all over the, the place right now. There are some layoffs there. All the reports saying that they're they're just getting rid of the physical location. They're doing more so stuff like work from home. I can't like it, it seems like the it could be either. It wouldn't shock me if it was one over the other. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking at this article to see if it specifies any more. All I know is that last night when that got brought up, there was like a huge argument about like, no, that's not that. It's this instead. So. Hmm. in my chat that is yeah yeah well i guess we'll see sooner or later i'm not going to read that article while we're doing a show uh okay the evo lineup for 2024 was announced i'll just run through it and yeah. none of it probably is going to surprise anyone street fighter 6 tekken 8 mortal kombat 1 guilty gear strive king of fighters 15 grand sorry grand blue fantasy versus rising undernight in birth 2 Sis Celis, that's a Sisalus, yeah. 
Sisyllus, okay. And Street Fighter 3, Third Strike. Is this the first year where Dragon Ball Fighters is gone? Uh, I feel like it wasn't there last year, but I might be misremembering. I mean, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike being there is surprising and awesome. That's great. Finally, a good Street Fighter at an Evo. Thank I'm God. What last the... year's lineup was. Uh, Evo's last year, Strive, Street Fighter 5, Tekken 7, King of Fighters 15, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Melty Blood Type Lumina, and Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. Okay, so Dragon Ball wasn't there either. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That game is pretty old at this point, but... Cool. People seem really excited about Tekken 8 these days. Well, it did just come out, so... Yeah. Recency oh. bias. Yeah, sorry, I'm wrong. Yeah, Evo 23 did have Dragon Ball Fighters, if I didn't say that out loud, and Ultimate oh, Capcom 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. So wait, okay, so Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, that's the oldest one here, right? Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Third Strike is like 2001, 2002, somewhere in that Do range. they like always have like a, like a really old fighter just for funsies or something? The last few years they started doing that because they're bringing back classic fighters, which is why Ultimate Marvel came back. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like Evo 22 had uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Guilty Gear Strive, King of Fighters 15, Melty Blood Type Lumina, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Skullgirls Second Encore, Street Fighter 5 Championship Edition, and Tekken 7. Like the oldest one there is Skullgirls. Is that significantly old? Not really. Okay, so it's more like it's last the year they started going like really old. Yeah, they started bringing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, Ultimate Marvel's Capcom Three was also announced as the eighth game of the lineup for Evo Twenty Three, serving to launch a new category dubbed a Throwback Tournament. Okay. So Fine. I guess that that's yeah the Throwback game this year is Third Strike. They should Makes do. Sense. They should oh, because it's the, it's the twenty fifth anniversary of Third Strike. That'd be why. And sure. the 20th anniversary of Evo Moment 37. Holy shit. Okay, then that makes perfect sense. Yeah. They should also do a category of like like a bad fighting game. <laughs> Each year they'll have just like a yeah. game that no one they, likes. They do those in the in like the actual local. They do a bunch of smaller tournaments that aren't streamed on the main stage. Like I'm pretty sure they do like bad tournament fighters or poverty fighters. I think is what they're usually called. Poverty nice. fighters. What a it's so dunk good. of a name. <laughs> do you have the, by any chance do you know any of the bad games they've done? God, I'm trying to think of. I know one that apparently is like really loved is a, a Sailor Moon fighting game on the Super Famicom because apparently it's done by Arc System Works, so the Guilty Gear guys. Oh, cool. Oh, so is it good so though? One's, it's like entertaining, not necessarily a good game. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else they've had there before. Fighters History Dynamite, um, Footsies, whatever that game is, or uh, the one where like you just you have to get like one hit in and the fight ends. Dropkick. Dive kick, you mean? Dive kick, yep. Dive kick. Yeah, they've done dive. They've done dive kick tournaments. Dive kick is a great one. That's a great game to do. I think that's just a good game, though. I, I actually do think dive kick yeah. is good. I was thinking like bring up like Sonic Fighters, like something that really sucks. Oh yeah, I, I no Sonic the Fighters is considered decent. Is it okay? Yeah. Well, all right. What's that fighting game where you play gods fighting each other, including Jesus? Oh, Battle of Gods. Yeah, that's the one. Battle of Gods. Yeah. <laughs> that should be there if it's not. I'm sure it's been there before. Thing in the chat, Jackie Chan in Fists of Fire. Oh, uh, yeah. Why did I not think of that one? That's like the core poverty fighter. <laughs> That's pretty good. And the phrase poverty fighter almost seems like it should be <laughs> offensive. Like you shouldn't be allowed to say that. Yeah, 
Dong Dong Never Die. How can I forget about fucking Dong Dong Never Die? Oh my god. Yeah. No. Chat's got all the all the good ones. <laughs> well, that's fun. Good for them. When when is Evo? Oh, July nineteenth to twenty first. There you go. Yeah, it's usually July August time. Okay, and this last story I just thought it was kind of funny, so I put it in here. Ubisoft okay. CEO defends Skull and Bones's $70 price despite its live service leanings and calls it a quadruple A title. Oh, I hate that God. guy. I hate him so much. <laughs> um, hey, guys, this is the first quadruple A title. Like, get excited, right? You didn't even think it was coming out? Quadruple A, motherfuckers. It comes out like next week, right? Yeah, <clears throat> February 16th, apparently. Oh, really? Is it? Um, Apparently. <laughs> trying to look. It says an open Unless beta they will back run. Again. In, in, there's an open beta right now until the 11th. It comes out February 16th for $70. But if you yeah. want to play three days early, you can get the $100 premium edition, which includes two extra missions, cosmetic items, and a smuggler pass token to unlock the premium battle pass. I wish Ubisoft would just die already. I'm sick of their shit. I'm sick of it. This is, what are you talking about? This is momentous. Quadruple A. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of them. I need them gone. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I thought that was a funny headline. So there you go. Let's do some questions. Uh, if you guys want to send questions in, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. And you could sound like Kevin, who says, what are some games that take place in a college or university? Man, everything's a high school. Hold on. Yeah, I was going to say Persona, like, wait, that's high school. <clears throat> you know, now that you've differentiated that, everything that was in my head was a, it was a high school. What's a high school? Yeah, yeah. Because, mm. like, I had, there was that, like, one cool mission from Ghostwire Tokyo, but that's, I'm pretty sure, a high school. Yeah. I mean, visually, how would you even tell the difference? The 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 college will be bigger, I guess. Is Hogwarts a a uh, that's college? that's like a that's a school. I was going to say that's yeah. a high school based that's on like their a border age. school. Yeah, it's like it's a, like yeah, a prep school, school or something. Prep school, yeah. yeah. Cuz they go there when they're like 8 or something, right? Like they're like kids they're pretty young yeah they're preteens yeah yeah college or university someone in the chat said bully i think that's a high school again though because i think it's like that's a, what i thought too it's like a boarding school yeah that that's a prep school too i'm pretty sure <clears throat> yeah that's what i thought You think they do that just so that the like the characters can be teenage age as opposed to them being like twenty, early twenties? I don't know. It's the perfect still Maybe. figuring yourself out age. Yeah, like Yeah. Literally the like, only the only game I can think of is that shitty leisure suit leisure suit Larry game. Oh yeah, game. Magnum come loudy. That's that's the one, yeah. The one <laughs> yeah. that one's on a university campus. Yeah, you know. that's true. There's the one. The only um, one I can think of. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, they're all high schools. Damn. Sims 2 University. There you go. Okay. Okay. 
Sure. Weird. Rasserman writes, what's a game whose title can be interpreted as something completely unrelated while looking it up? For example, Sonic X Shadow Generation. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I ship it. So does most oh. of the internet. <clears throat> yeah. Get excited this December, man. Sonic 3. And wait, today we just got the trailer for the Knuckles show. Did you watch that? Yeah. That's- no, I didn't. I, the trailer did seemed all right. It. it seemed entertaining. Okay. okay. But I haven't seen Sonic 2 yet, so. It's Paramount, Paramount Plus, right, is releasing on? Yeah, yes. I believe so. Yeah. Six, six episodes. Right. Six episode event. Yes, yeah, sorry, event. my bad. How are you supposed to watch yeah. Sonic 3 if you don't know what happened to Knuckles in between? Yeah, I guess. Something I'm not ready for the Sonic Expanded Universe. Okay, I think the game <laughs> Catherine, the name tells you nothing about what that game involves. And then there's, there's yeah, two sure. characters named Catherine and Catherine, <clears throat> but with like a K instead of Catherine with a C, so. I just don't, yeah, and, I, and like I don't think you're going to look at the, the box art and be like, oh yeah, this is a puzzle game. Oh yeah, no, that was a big, that, that was a big thing when that came out. Everyone's like, what? This is a puzzle game? We thought it was going to be some weird-ass dating sim. Or RPG. That's all I got coming to my head. What about, you guys got anything else? Yeah, I, I can't think of anything. Interpreted as something completely unrelated while looking it up. BMX triple X. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I they knew what they were doing with that title though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That, For sure. So it's not completely unrelated, but yeah, you definitely would get a bunch of weird shit looking that up. Dead or Alive Extreme 2. Or one. Def Def Jam Vendetta. <laughs> I'm literally just looking at my wall and it's like, yeah, nothing's really like everything's pretty straightforward. Wow. What what could chess master be? Exactly. What could that bring go. up? Uh, Suku Suku writes in and says, how much about history have you learned from video games? Uh, I used to play where in the world is Carmen San Diego. So I learned a decent mm. amount of geography from that. Okay. But, I mean, that's not really history per se. Sure. Yeah. I don't think there's like anything specific that I can pull. I'm I'm assuming there was probably something. Oh, you know what? You know what I did learn about? That's not that's not history though. Um yeah, I don't know. I was about to say in the like the nonary games, like 999, they they talk about like the ship of Theseus uh, oh, often. Yeah. So I learned about like that concept, but that's not history. Philosophical concepts. <clears throat> There's a bunch of them from gaming, scientific stuff. History, I think you have to be into a certain type of game. But uh, the closest thing is growing up, uh, Age of Empires, like learned a bunch about like those ancient civilizations or at least basics about them from that, I guess. I guess civilization, even though I don't play a lot of Civ, probably has similar 
stuff in there as well. Animal Crossing, you learn a lot about capitalism. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Okay, VGC Kenny writes, what games do you know that leveling or progression accelerates weird? Whether it be starts slow and then ramps up, starts fast and then stops, or just starts and stops whenever it pleases. Um, I mean, some of the old Final Fantasies definitely had a problem where it felt like by the end you're just grinding because your progression stops and there's a hard wall you hit. I'm glad that that kind of doesn't happen in RPGs as much anymore. They've learned how to pace that shit out. Yeah. Final Fantasy 2 in particular jumps to mind because you leveled up every stat separately, but you sure, did that yeah. by like, like if your strength went up if you attacked, your healing went up if you healed someone, or like your defense went up if you got hit. So the best strategy for Final Fantasy 2 was to beat the shit out of yourself. And that was what leveled sure. up your defense. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty unique for sure. Yeah. One that comes to mind for me was not the most recent Pokemon. What was the second most Pokemon Sword and Shield? I remember the expansion pass, the uh, like extra island DLC. It was like designed for you to like kind of play it while you were playing through the game so that you could like level up this one specific Pokemon because you couldn't like progress until that one like hit a certain level. But if you played it after Mm. the game, like when it came out, you were just stuck grinding this Pokemon up to the certain level so that you could continue on. And I thought that was just complete nonsense. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Hayes Hero X writes, can you rank the options of rock, paper, scissors from best to worst? Oh, my God. I mean, they're already in order as far as I'm concerned. And I remember there's someone put out a tier list of rock, paper, scissors, and they said, like, I think rock was the best because it had like a frame zero input or something like yeah. that. Because, yeah. <laughs> yep. Like your hands it's true. Either, uh, like rock. Yeah. Yep. Frame zero. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Well, then does that mean like scissors is easier to get to than paper because it's less finger movement? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so they're already. They, they had like a they had a pretty reasonable like breakdown of it. That's I don't pretty think funny. I, I don't think I could rank them all, but yeah, I think rocks the at the top. Mm-hmm. Good old rock. Nothing beats rock. Nothing beats rock. Yep. <clears throat> all right, I'll read this next one because yeah. this one's like directly for me. Okay. Dead writes question for Sean: Did you try specialized dongles after getting your smart glasses? I didn't end up getting the beam for my X-Real Air 2. Was thinking about the Pro like he recommended, but Amazon Japan temporarily let the regular X-Real Air 2s ship to Canada, which was by far the cheapest option. And instead got a cable for my PC to do VR light stuff, as well as a dongle that takes in three USB-C cables to work, switch power adapter glasses, since I don't have the scaling options the beam has built in, I just use the TV overscan option to reduce how close the screen appears to me. Um, 
the the big thing that I really liked about the beam accessory was that it allowed me to connect it to HDMI devices really easily. And it was how I was able to connect it to the switch. I didn't think it they could you could connect to the switch um, with without the beam because I b- thought you needed something to like act as the dock and the and the beam was able to do that. But maybe you, you found a workaround that I, I wasn't familiar with. Or maybe the X-Real Air 2s did it. I haven't actually tried the Air 2. I did the Air 2 Pro. So maybe there's something that... I would be surprised if the Air 2 could do something the Pro can't. But I guess that's technically possible. Anyway, if you're not interested in like the different like positions that the beam kind of gives you, <clears throat> I think you might... They they do have another HDMI adapter that would help you connect to like Xboxes or Playstations or whatever. And that was just the core thing that I primarily wanted. So if you're using this for like PC stuff and you can already do it, then you might be fine. But my core interest was getting my consoles hooked up to it. So I did need some kind of adap- uh, extra accessory. Cool. All right. Back to me then. Phantom Agus writes in and says, Ahoy, TDP crew. What was the best leap year of gaming? I'll give you some years in case you need them. I I do not know what came out in any of these years. 96, I remember having some I was going to say, isn't 96 like one of the good ones? It is, yeah. 96 was Pokemon, Resident Evil, Super Mario 64, and RPG. Um, yep. Crash was that year. If you like Crash Bandicoot. Um, yeah, it's probably that. Was Diablo that year? Or was that 95? Looking it up. I don't think it was that. It might have been 95. I think Tomb Raider was, was that year. The first Resident Evil was that year. Diablo yeah, was like, January 3rd, 97. <laughs> 97. Okay. <laughs> no, it's 96 for sure. Hands down. 2020 had Hades. Oh, that's true. Hades was very good. What, is, what did 2012 have? I want to see. What 2016 had in gaming. 2020 also had the fact that the world shut down, so I got to spend the most time I think in my adult life ever playing games. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it was pretty great. It was pretty good. 2012 had trying to think what are the games on here i really like or that people really like far cry 3 borderlands 2 mark of the ninja dishonored the first walking dead fire emblem awakening was really good mass effect 3 journey was that year okay 2016 had pokemon go overwatch oh that's a pretty good year dark souls 3 Uncharted 4, Persona 5. Couple good games there. I was thinking maybe 92 is like the sleeper hit, and I looked it up 92? and no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> nah, not. 92 would have been too early. There's like there's like maybe some good stuff, but not too much. There's some really good stuff, but yeah, it, nothing like groundbreaking. Maybe Mario Kart. It's a little groundbreaking, but that's kind of it. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I looked up 2008. No, it's it's nothing. It's like Mario Kart yeah. Wii, Wii Fit, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, 
Okay. Yeah, I'm Which sticking is good with good if you're if you're playing on the Wii, but yeah. 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 Uh, okay, and last one from TC Golden. What are games you just associate with a certain console that playing them on something different feels wrong? I bought Persona 3 Reloaded on my PS5, even though it's on Xbox Game Pass, but Persona is such a PlayStation game to me, I can't mm. play it on other consoles because it feels weird. <clears throat> sure, yeah. It feels weird playing Halo on PC. Okay. That's fair. I love it on PC, but it does feel weird. <laughs> hey, get ready for Halo on PlayStation 5. There yeah. you go. I don't think there's anything that would like stop me from playing it on a different one, but some things mm-hmm. that do come to mind that I just associate like the Ace Attorney series, I associate that with Nintendo platforms, even though a lot of them I actually did play on my phone. Um, I played enough of them and just kind of they're in my head as Nintendo handheld ones. Mm hmm. Final Fantasy is PlayStation, even though a lot of them have come out on Xbox, but it's just it seems like PlayStation to me. And it, I mean, it started on Same Nintendo, too, but still, it's, you know, PlayStation took it over. Same for me. Yep. Final Fantasy is a big one. <clears throat> I think any of the like first party uh, PlayStation like big triple a single player games that have come out on pc would just feel weird to me because almost anything kind of pc is gonna feel weird to me because i'm such a console person Mm. but stuff like you know like spider-man ratchet and clank you know those ones that did have come out on pc it's like those are just like playstation games to me though sure yeah yeah that makes sense last of us feels weird on that that's on on pc All right, that's questions for this week. If you want to send in questions for next week, stopdownrespective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? Pal World. Uh, Fortnite. All right. <laughs> and um, Nice. Mine is uh, God of War Ragnarok's Valhalla DLC. Apparently that guitar nice. controller is pretty great. I told you you're gonna get it. I knew. I'm not there's oh, no, no reason for me to get it. it, it you're gonna do it, no, Sean. You're gonna, you're gonna do it, and do you're it. gonna make content out of it somehow. You're you're in if, that cycle now. If I if I can receive one, sh- yeah, all bets are off. Sure. I don't think I'm buying myself one. How much are they? They haven't said, but I would guess like a hundred bucks. I, I might. Here's my guess. I, I bet. I bet it's like a hundred dollars, and it comes with some in, in Fortnite shenanigans. Like you get like a skin or something. Maybe mm. some V bucks. I'm betting eighty bucks, probably around the price of a normal controller. Oh, you're saying Canadian then, right? Oh no, no. Let's say American. We'll say eighty bucks American. Well, because eighty bucks is expensive for any controller. I think the most expensive controllers down here are seventy. Like. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, it's still a specialty controller. It is a special controller. Company, eighty bucks just doesn't seem sensitive. A hundred seems too much for such a niche product. It does. Yeah, you're true. Or they just know that like only like those psychos really want this, so they will pay for it. But who who knows? Mm. Um, I just saw that they dropped 
Rockman Rivals price like across the board, the digital version. And part of me was like, I, I have two copies of Rockman 4 on disc, but I could just get the digital version and literally set up one of my Series S's as just a rock band box. That just seems like a lot of work, but like if I had if I had free unlimited free time, I could just do that. I could just move all the DLC okay. and game to that box and clear off the Series X. And that's not a terrible idea. It's pretty funny. Pretty great idea. You for somebody that plays it as much as you seem to, why not? Honestly. Cause then I have just like another console set up and it's like I got to figure out like, okay, so this one gets its own power cords. So has another cord back there. And then I got to figure out the HDMI cable for this one. Cause they, they're all fill on the TV. So something's going to have to share with this. It's like, I don't know. I think it's more of just kind of like a pie in the sky. Nice idea to have. But anyways, sure. That's for future Sean to figure out. Yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. That's the show. We'll be back next week. Happy 700 to everybody. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye everybody.